Y'all not getting a cold open. Y'all ain't even getting a cold. Let's hurry up and get into this episode of Locked On Pistons Podcast, man. I'm heated. We gotta talk. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Thank you for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill NBA. Make sure you guys go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, help us get to 1,000 subscribers. We just crossed over 810 subscribers. We're just under 200 away. So, again, help us get there by the end of the year. Uh, we got about 20 or so days. Uh, my birthday's in two days. would be the best birthday present. If you guys could help me get there, I'd really appreciate it. And also, we're having a mailbag podcast on Friday, so send your questions in. Comment down below in the YouTube section or tweet at me at Kuka Hill that you're sending in a question, and you'll hopefully see your question heard on the podcast on Friday. But screw all that, man. I, I don't want to do any of that. I'm, I'm, I'm mad that I even spent time with the intro. Listen, let me just give you guys a rundown real quick. Usually how I do do the podcast, I give myself some time between the end of the game I, you know, I start, you know, I get some stats in front of me, you know, I do the locked on now, the recap afterwards, you know, I take some time to chill with my fiance, Megan, you know, I, I, I usually take some time, but no, damn it. Not, not today, man. Not, we're not doing that. I, I have to spend the first segment of this like raging. Now, listen, I was going to say this. If you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, ever since I took over, you guys know that I have made a concerted effort not to slander or tried to be negative about the head coach of the Detroit Pistons. I've tried not to, you know, act like I know more than an NBA head coach. I, you, you guys can t- probably tell from guests that have come on, they've tried to shy away from it on my podcast because I didn't want it to be on my podcast and for it to come back at me. But today, man, we're making an exception. Damn all that. Listen, he's not the reason why the Pistons lost the game. Okay, let me just get out of the way. The Pistons did not just straight up lose this game strictly because of Dwayne Casey. But listen, man, that final play – Idiotic, and I have I have to talk about it. I, I have to talk about it, man. Listen, Kay Cunningham had made four straight baskets for you in overtime. He was going crazy. He was hot. He's your closer. He's your best shot maker on the team. He's arguably your most your best player. All that, and he's hot. He's hit four straight buckets for you in overtime. He's literally going back and forth with the whole Washington Wizards team. It's Bradley Beal, then Cade, then Kuzma, then Cade, Gafford, then Cade. Cade's literally keeping the Pistons in the game himself in overtime. He's feeling it. He's your closer, okay? The Pistons let up a corner three, which, by the way, just does – I don't know why. I don't know if it was a zone or if three Piston defenders just forgot how to play defense because Gafford apparently had the, had the gravity of Steph Curry on a roll to the rim where he <laughs> – he goes rolling to the rim, and three piston defenders crash down on a roll. Gafford is not doing anything unless he's getting a dunk. He's not about to sit there and do a post move. He's not going to shoot no runner. He's only going to dunk the ball. He was not in a position to dunk the ball, yet three pistons helped down. End up getting a wide-open corner three for Kyle Kuzma. Great play by Gafford, who I thought was the player of the game for the Wizards. He absolutely altered the game on both ends. Pistons were absolutely scared to even attack him at the rim until Cade did towards the end of the game. But outside of that, they were terrified of even attacking him. On the, on the offensive end uh, inside the paint. But anyways, the Wizards get a corner three from Kyle Kuzma, okay? Clutch shot by him. There's .6 seconds left on the floor. Everything that happens after this, I need explanations. I need explanations for literally everything that happens after this moment by the Detroit Pistons on offense. Every single thing that happens after this, I need an explanation. First off, first thing that makes no sense, 
You have Hamu Diallo in the game. He's not shooting the damn three. He's not getting a three up. If he does, you probably lost. It is what it is. It's dead. And before I even keep going further, I've already had some people tweet at me. Let me just go ahead and rule this out the way. I don't want to hear this. Just keep this away from me. There's 0.6 seconds left. You probably aren't winning anyways. It's no big deal. Okay, so you might as well just put all zeros on the fl- on, on the clock then. Because I guess the, the game didn't matter. You might as well just forfeit it. The Pistons should have just walked off the court and once they said 0.6 seconds and gave up. They should have just forfeited it and said, you know what, screw it. We're probably not going to win anyway, so we're not going to try. Screw it. You guys don't understand how hard it is for me to not just say expletives right now. I'm trying my hardest. But either way, so first thing, Hamdou Diallo on the court. Had a great game. Had a great game. But he's not a three-point shooter. You're not, you don't want him taking your game-winning three. Shouldn't have been on the floor. First off, first thing, there, and there's many things we're going to go through here. That's the first thing I want to point out. First thing. Second, I wouldn't have Isaiah Stewart on the floor. They know you're getting a three up. If you want to have him on there for screens, okay, I can get, I can understand that. That's the explanation. I could get that. But that right there gets called into question with later one of the things I'm going to bring up. So just keep that one in the front of your mind. Just, just, just remember that one. Remember that one. Okay, we're going to keep going. Kay Cunningham, the one that we just talked about, who has been closing the game, who is on fire, has hit four straight shots. He's carried you in overtime. He's arguably your best player. He's easily the business' best shot maker, best shot creation, all that. Easily, he's inbounding the ball. Now, listen, I do not, I don't care. I do not care if he is your best passer. LeBron James is the best passer in the Lakers. You would never in a living, not on a, a cold day on in hell, would you catch LeBron James on a last-second shot attempt, him passing the ball instead of him being on the floor, possibly taking it, at least using his gravity to create a shot from someone else? There's no way. Maybe if he's supposed to get the ball back, but with 0.6 seconds left, get the hell away from me. The, the I want one of you guys to have to tell me, who was inbounding the ball in the Cleveland Cavaliers series against the Orlando Magic when LeBron hit that fadeaway three in, in like, what was it, 2009? It better have been, like, the greatest passer on the team. It better have been literally, like, Rajon Rondo inbounding the ball, someone like that, because if, if it wasn't, all that BS you guys are feeding me, it doesn't make no sense. I swear to God, someone needs to tell me who was inbounding that ball for LeBron in those 2009 playoffs because if it wasn't their best passer, I don't want to hear it from you guys. So it makes no sense to have Kate on there. Not because he has to shoot it. Kate doesn't have to be the one to shoot it, but to not use his gravity at all to, you know damn well if Kate comes off a screen, he's attracting that double team. That's a gravity. You're taking an ex-defender out the play. You need to at least utilize the gravity he has. The Pistons didn't even utilize it. The defender wasn't even guarding Cade. They were the defender guarding the ball. This whole little oh, if the ball gets tipped or anything, or if you can't make the impound, the Wizards on back to back because the Pistons called a timeout after the first play on back to back plays didn't guard the inbound passer. So the whole idea that you can't have someone deflect the ball, who was going to deflect it? Casper? There was no one even in front of the inbounder. You guys can tell I'm heated, bro. I. I, I this I told you everything that happens after Kuzma hits that shot. I need explanations for it. Doesn't make sense. So there's one thing that absolutely doesn't make sense. Then we'll move on, move on forward. After the first play, the Pistons drew up what seemed to be for Frank Jackson to get the ball around the logo area, which it, it, you're probably not going to get a great shot. So if he's open at the logo area, fine. That's not the problem. That was the Pistons' first play. It didn't get open. You weren't even running screens. You, you, it wasn't like you were using Isaiah Stewart to do anything out there. So he was out there just for nothing. And they, no one got open. So you call the timeout, okay? The Pistons came back out and ran the exact same play coming out the timeout. I kid you not. They ran the exact same play. Except this time, they brought Corey Joseph into the game for Isaiah Stewart. They didn't set no screens. They didn't set no little no misdirection or anything. 
I, I kid you not, it was the exact same play coming out of timeout after the Wizards sniffed it out the first play that caused you to call the timeout. What? Like, oh my God. And we're not done. There's still there's still stuff down the list that I have to go through. Then we get to, listen, I'm recording this right now. You know what? I'm going to pull up Twitter real quick. Let me pull up Twitter just in case, just in case to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let me pull up Twitter. You guys got to give me just a second because I, I don't want to be wrong here. So we're going to pull up Twitter. Just in case. I don't think this is it. I'll tell you guys what I'm talking about, but let's just pull up to it real quick and see if we got a quote. Hold on. Where is it? Let's keep looking. Nope. Don't see it nowhere. All right. So I'm I'm looking at the Beat Writers Twitters right now. I don't see any quote right now from Dwayne Casey saying that Killian Hayes was hurt. There's there's none. Okay, so here's the quote. The quote is, apparently Dwayne Casey said Killian Hayes was a minus 14, which is why he didn't play down the stretch. Are we sure that Cave's the best passer? I would make the argument Killian's your best passer. So have sub Killian in for the inbound. I promise you his plus minus can't get worse in 0.6 seconds. It... Oh, my God. Oh, my. I, I can't. I, I We're going to go to Everett. If if I if I keep going, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm a, I'm a papa I'm, I'm a papa blood vessel. I have to let's go to ad break real quick, man. I let me tell you guys about a few of our sponsors, man. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to shopify.com slash lockdownmba, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash lockdownmba right now. That's shopify.com slash lockdownmba. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Truebill. Do you know why free trials are new without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations talk to your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your... Truebill concert is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. It can save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. Now, let's go ahead and get back into this, man. So uh, just to, I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. Again, we're having a mailbag podcast on Friday. Send in your questions in the comment section down below on YouTube, or if you listen to some podcast version, send them to me on Twitter, at Kuka Hill on Twitter. And also, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year 
on the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. We're hovering over, I believe, 815 right now. So we're under 200 away. We got about 20 or so days to go. So help me get there. I'd really appreciate it by the end of the year. Just go over to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. But anyways, guys, listen. So just to give you guys an update real quick. So my computer like completely just died in the middle of recording between the first segment and the second segment. So I kind of forget where I was in the first segment. But I just want – so I'm going to pick up where I believe I left off at. Just – they came out with this I, – I, I can't think of anything positive to say after the point six seconds, man. I just – I can't. So – so it just came out. I, 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 like I said in the last segment, that Killian was able to play, and he said that the minus fourteen was why he didn't play down the stretch in the second half. That his minus fourteen shouldn't shouldn't matter if you're wor- that worried about an inbounder. Killian is probably your best passer on the team. He's probably a better passer than Cade. Have Killian inbound the ball. Oh, you know we don't want small guys inbounding the ball. Cade Killian's six five. He has long wingspan. He's your best passer. Subbing Killian. If you're trying to send a message to him, I promise you him inbounding the ball with 0.6 seconds left isn't going to change that message. I promise you Killian's not going to feel better about being benched for 20 minutes because you subbed him in for 0.6 seconds to pass a ball in. Like, oh, my God. I can't. I, I There's no excuse. There's no excuse for it. Zero excuse. I don't care what anyone says to me. It makes zero, zero reason. It, Oh my God! So they asked. They, we're gonna keep tro- uh, scrolling the 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 Twitter of the beat riders to get an un- idea of what Casey what his reasoning was. Dwayne Casey, according to Rod Beer, says Kay Cunningham was inbounding the ball on the be- on the foul play because he's their best inbounder. <sighs> Casey said there are plays that they have drawn up for Kate in certain situations, but they wanted him inbounding there. You know, like I said, I have made a concerted effort not to try to try not to criticize Dwayne Casey at all. I've I've given him the benefit of the doubt over and over and over again this year. I haven't. I mean, I really feel like I've I've done. I I've went out my way not to be harsh on this man, okay, and not to try to criticize anything with him. But literally everything that went everything after Kyle Kuzma hit that shot was probably some of the worst things I had ever seen in my entire life. Literally in my entire life, I that it made no. I don't know how. You know, I didn't think it was that possible to make that many mistakes in 0.6 seconds. You know how fast 0.6 seconds is. It's like, and they made. He made. It was enough mistakes made in that time. Oh my god. Whatever. I. I'm sorry, guys. I'm. 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 I'm trying my hardest right now to, to like keep it together and 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 be I. <sighs> okay, well, let's go ahead and talk about everything else that happened in the game, man. All right, so Cade went crazy in overtime. He struggled in the fourth quarter. Jeremy really took over in the fourth quarter for the Pistons. Um, he was playing really well. He was making the right decision for the majority of that quarter. Uh, in the fourth quarter, and he was definitely the reason why the Pistons hung around and were able to keep it close towards the end of the game uh, and kept them to uh, kind of force them into overtime. So Jeremy played great in that fourth quarter. Um, he ended up drawing free throws it, when the Pistons were down by two with about three seconds left. Uh, he hit both of them, sent them to overtime. 
And then from then forward, Cade took over. He played tremendously well. Uh, it was it was a great thing to see uh, over and over and over again. He exhibited why he should be the Pistons' closer, what he's going to be for the Pistons moving forward. Uh, it it was it was absolutely fun to see. And tonight, you saw you saw him make a concerted effort to try to get to the free throw line. Now he only ended up with four free throws. I, he probably should have had more than four free throws. It's he's getting like the rookie whistle right now, but you could see that he was making a concerted effort to be more physical and try to draw fouls and force the, the refs to blow their whistle. He got four free throws out of it, um, but it ended up becoming a good game for him because he was physical going to the basket, wasn't settling for contested threes. He can hit some of those threes, but he was he was being very physical and aggressive throughout the night and ended up working for him. So Kate ended the game with 21 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. He shot eight of 20 from the field, one of four from deep. Four of four from the free throw line, and Jeremy Grant led the Pistons in scoring. He had 28 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. He shot six of 16 from the field. Not that great from the field, but he shot 15 free throws because he was aggressive getting to the basket and put his head down, was putting pressure on the rim, which created a lot of good opportunities for himself. Uh, not just him, but other his teammates as well. There was a play. There was a play, I believe it was in overtime, where Jeremy drove to the rim. Uh, he tried to attempt a tough finish. He got all the way to the rim. It was a tough finish. But since he drew the help defense from uh, Daniel Gafford, that opened up a wide-open putback attempt for uh, Isaiah Stewart. See, the thing is, even if Jeremy doesn't hit these shots, it's kind of like an assist. If you draw the help defense and you get a shot in the rim, your big man's going to have an easy putback right there. So that's the kind of thing that happens when Jeremy's aggressive going to the basket, not settling for long twos or settling for pull-up jumpers. Uh, he he had one of those little brain brain farts, I feel like, Late in the fourth, before he hit those free throws, he took a contested midi when he was having over and over and over again success getting to the rim and drawing free throws. He took a contested midi, uh, and the, the uh, Wizards were able to come back down and score and take the lead. Uh, so I, I'd like to see him just continue to put his head down going to the rim. He really just needs to take those contested midis out the game. Uh, but he had a great game tonight. He was definitely the main reason in the fourth quarter, at least. The Pistons were able to force overtime, and then after that, Cade took off in overtime and, and led the Pistons. And you know, it sucks that, that that all went to waste because it literally was a sight to see what Cade was doing in that fourth quarter. It was some tough, tough drives and tough shots that he was doing uh, on the drives, one-on-one versus Daniel Gafford, who uh, I believe he had six blocks tonight. Where is it? Yeah, he had six blocks tonight. Daniel Gafford was insane for the for the Wizards. I don't know if he had seven points, but I'm telling you, the impact he had on both ends from his, his gravity rolling to the rim, how he scared he made Pistons drivers around the rim. I seriously think he was their player of the game for the for the Wizards. I know Bradley Bill at 25, but Daniel Gafford was – he impacted the game like hell, man. It was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, it was overall a fun game until you got to the final point six seconds where it just had me questioning everything that happened after that. Uh, but it was a fun game uh, and, you know, tough one to lose, especially with how Cade and Jeremy played down the stretch, uh, Jeremy in the fourth and Cade in the overtime. But – Whatever, the Pistons now lose their 10th straight game of the season. It, you know, I, I know the players probably don't like that. Tanking or not, uh, no one no one wants to lose 10 straight. The players don't want to lose 10 straight. I hope the coaches don't want to lose 10 straight. Uh, but it is what it is. That's where we're at right now. So uh, we'll see what happens in the next game. I believe they play on Friday. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the struggles of the other players. Sadiq Bey, Killian Hayes struggled. Uh, we're going to talk about that and some things that were that came as a result of that which may signal some things coming in the future. Uh, but before we get into that, I have to tell you guys about another one of our sponsors. This one is Stance. Stance's apparel is very well made, super soft, and entirely unique. It's a lot of fun to wear, and you're looking forward to purchasing more for myself and others. Stance gives you a sense of confidence by simply feeling good. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, 
underwear, and active apparel. With sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Spanx brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. My favorite thing about the Stance items is how soft and comfortable they are. I, I promise you, when you guys check them out, that's going to be the first thing you guys notice about it. How soft and how comfortable it makes you feel when you're wearing them. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good and do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code Locked On at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of life less ordinary with Stance. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And again, we're having a mailbag podcast on Friday. So if you want your questions heard, make sure you comment down below in the YouTube comments or send me a tweet over at Kookie Hill on Twitter. Uh, and hopefully you'll hear your question heard on Friday's mailbag podcast. Uh, and also, we're trying to get to the 1,000 subscribers. As you guys know, by the end of the year, we're hovering around 815 subscribers. Head to the YouTube channel. Help us get there. I'd really appreciate it. By the end of the year, hit that subscribe button. Again, I'd really appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, Sadiq Bey and Killian Hayes struggled tonight. So, you know, the crazy thing is, and we'll talk about Killian first. I was actually shocked. I, I really was shocked that they benched Killian. But he did shoot 104 from the, free, from the field. He did, but he drew foul on one of his – strongest drives of his career probably his strongest drive of his career and a few of his misses were from him being aggressive getting to the rim he was really trying to get to the rim and was aggressive and one of the drives he tried doing he took Daniel Gafford all the way to the rim and he tried finishing with his right underneath and it looked like it was going to be a good attempt and Daniel Gafford again with six blocks swatted it and he was doing that to everybody so I, I was really confused that Killian got benched like did he shoot well from the floor no but I thought he was I it, I was I don't know I was shocked he wasn't he didn't play well he didn't play great but I thought he was being aggressive and he was doing the things you wanted him to do so I kind of was shocked that they benched him it I, I don't know uh, he was a minus fourteen tonight single game plus minus can be noisy uh, but yeah I'm not saying he had a good game but like he was doing the things like he's we've been told you want to see him do be aggressive on offense I thought he was doing that uh, his shots were all aggressive shots and I, I I don't know man it was it was confusing I. I don't know. I'm I'm confused why he was sad. Uh, you know, I'm. I don't know. You've seen how the team, uh, the numbers back up that the team is better when Killian and Kata both on the floor, uh, and just and and especially with the way the Pistons collapsed in the early fourth quarter and the third quarter with that same unit out there, it just didn't make sense to me why Killian got benched again. I. It looked like he did something earlier in the third quarter where K, uh, Dwayne Casey immediately turned to the bench and and started. It looked very pissed off. But that I don't see what kind of mistake he could have possibly made that results in him getting benched for like 20 straight minutes. It doesn't make sense. They're, they're, I don't know. Kenley didn't have a great game again, like I said, but he was aggressive on his drives, aggressive on his shots. I don't. I didn't think that he was out there. I don't know. That one's a head-scratcher. I don't get that one. Uh, but Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey actually had a, a decent night. He shot three of six from the field. He still ran away from multiple open shots, which I think that dug him in. The fact that he passed up multiple open threes and then traveled. One of them, he passed up a wide open three, tried to make a move, and he traveled. I'm pretty sure that probably got him. That, that was probably dead after that. He also missed both the free throws he shot. Uh, he was a minus 13 on the floor as well. So him and Killian had the worst plus minus of the team. And Sadiq, in 22 minutes of play, led the team in turnovers. So he didn't play well at all tonight, I don't feel like. Uh, and, and as a result of that, Hamadou Diallo played 29 minutes. And you guys have, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, I've been saying – that if Sadiq continues to struggle, you're going. To, I think you should probably give those minutes to Hamadou Diallo. You might even have to consider starting him. And tonight, 
You saw Hamadou Diallo play 29 minutes in his uh, in, in in this overtime loss. He scored 12 points. He was a team high plus 11 on the floor. He shot four of seven from from the field, two of three from deep, two of four from the free throw line. He has to make some more free throws. Uh, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. He was extremely active on the floor. He just brings it when he's on the floor. And I, I feel like the Pistons are better when he's on the floor playing the way he was playing tonight. Uh, especially it helps when he's hitting threes. He was hitting. He shot two or three tonight. Uh, I think both. I'm pretty sure both of them were from corner uh, kickouts. Actually, no. One was a right corner kickout. I believe the next one was a right wing kickout. Uh, so you'd like to see him hit some of those when he can. Uh, but yeah, Hamadou Diallo played really well. Another guy also benched that played really well in the since uh, Killian Hayes was benched. Frank Jackson played 30 minutes. He's at six and nine from the field, five of seven from deep, uh, two of two from free throw line. He ended the game with 19 points. He was second on the team in plus minus at plus 10. Uh, those two guys definitely keyed and sparked the Pistons and played really well for the Pistons off the bench. Uh, it, it was great to see those guys. And again, I think you continue to see him to Diallo cut into Sadiq Bay's minutes. I don't think you're going to see Killian Hayes' minutes get cut. He's done this before with Killian, where he'll just bench Killian for a game because he didn't like something. And then he'll go back out the next game and play a lot. So I I really don't like I really don't like the decision to, to sit Killian because I didn't think Killian was out there. He had zero turnovers, too. It's not like I'm just I'm really confused why he sat Killian I, or bench Killian. I'm just it, that one's a head scratcher. I don't really get that one. Uh, Sadiq, I get because he was passing up open shots. That probably was what nailed him to the bench because he just said a few days ago that he was done with basically saying that you, you need to hit hit the shot or take the shot when you're open when you first catch the ball. And Sadiq continued not to do that tonight. He also led the team in turnovers and just 22 minutes of play. So he was he was actively hurting the team out there. I guess the numbers, the plus minus would say Killian was too, but I. I don't know. My eye test doesn't say that. I I I don't really get why Killian was benched. Um, but yeah, that's I, all I got for today on the podcast. Uh, tomorrow, the next podcast you guys listen to will be on my birthday and a mailbag podcast. Uh, happy birthday to me! You feel me? Uh, I'm be- officially becoming an old man. I'm turning 24. Uh, it's trash. I hate it. I'm becoming old. I'm getting real old. I don't like it. Uh, but it is what it is. And the best birthday present you guys can give for me is simply go over to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, and help me get to a thousand subscribers. I'd really appreciate it. Um, but before we wrap up the podcast, let me tell you guys to go check out Locked On Pistons to make that your second listen of every single day. Get insight, <clears throat> excuse me, get expert analysis and insight from your boy Q and Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your podcast platforms. And until the next podcast, I'll see you guys later, man. Again, don't forget to send in your questions for Friday's Mailbag Podcast if you want to be heard over there. Uh, until next one, uh, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody, and go Pistons.